Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Nobody's Favorite Podcast. Today we have Mrs. Josephine Perez with us. We're going to talk about the topic of something that nobody really wants to talk about. Um, it's a really touchy topic. We're going to talk about uh, human trafficking, child trafficking, sex trafficking. We're going to be talking about some things that may trigger some people. So just, you know, this is a I guess a trigger warning, a disclaimer. Definitely this, a trigger warning. Yeah, if this is something that is not going to really sit right with you or you're going to have a hard time listening to this, I'd let you know now. Maybe you should not listen to this episode. Plenty of other episodes you can listen to, yeah. but this one really just may not it's be for not- you. Um. All right, so with that said, we're going to get into this. I'm going to let Mrs. Josephine Perez introduce herself, give you a little bit of her uh, backstory, who she is, and um, yeah, the floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I'm a mom. Um, I do events and stuff, but on my downtime, I like to, um, sorry about that. Um, on my downtime, I like to study. I like to study. I like to read. I like to get certified and stuff everybody else wouldn't do. So one of the things aside from first aid, AED, all that other stuff, certifications that I have. I have domestic violence, bullying prevention and awareness, so many conflict resolution. One of the ones that I took and became certified in was sex trafficking, human trafficking. And yeah, that was a tough one. Yeah, I can only imagine having to sit through a class where they talk about all these different things, a lot of which we're going to talk about now. Um, so again, another mm-hmm. disclaimer before we get into this, if this is something that you're going to be a little, little weak with in the stomach or, you know, not, might not want the kids to listen to this episode. So, all right. Well, with that said, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I was doing some research and I didn't really know much about this, um, myself. What really got me into it was I started seeing like around the 4th of July, I started seeing a lot of advertisements for a movie called The Sound of Freedom. I don't know if you saw that movie or not. Um, I haven't seen it. Okay, have you heard of it? I have heard of it. Okay, okay, yes. I haven't watched it. I stay away from certain movies because they're triggers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's hard to get through some stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that one, that that movie was definitely, I would have to say, like the most important movie I've ever seen. I'm not going to say it was the greatest movie because it's not meant to be a great movie, but it was a very important right. movie to me because it was real eye-opening and I made me realize a lot of things, not that I didn't necessarily overlooked or neglected, but a lot of things about how it happens that's really like, yo, what the fuck? Like, that's some crazy shit. Like, certain scenes yeah. you see in this film and what even blows my mind even more is that this is a true story, this film. You know, so not only is it a true story that this story happened, it's a true story that's still ongoing and happening. Like, it happens every day. It's still true stories every day. This is just one of the many fucking stories that are out there. Um, but, yeah, so I went to go see that movie um, with, my, with my spouse. And it was, it was eye-opening for me. And it was kind of hard for her to watch in a sense because the, the two main children in that movie were the same age as her kids. Two of her kids. Yeah, so it was a boy and a girl, and the same exact age as her boy and girl. So that was a little rough, you know. Um, That'll definitely do it to you. 
yeah, yeah, that's ah, that makes a hit even closer to home than just having kids. You know what I mean? When you can actually mm-hmm. like place it, that shit is that 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 that's something that's a that's a whole different beast right there. Um, but yeah, so some of the things in my research of this topic that I came across was really eye-opening to me. Like I'm so I'm gonna go through a couple of them, then I'll pause, and then I mean I guess you can just give me your your insights and your views based on what you've learned and if yeah. any of these are some of the things that came up in your classes, like let me know, like because then I, I definitely know I'm on the right track with finding yeah, out some of this information. Um, right. So the main thing that stood out to me, honestly, is the first thing that I have on here, right? And I kind of thought this was this was where it was gonna go, but I didn't want it to go there. But pretty much the biggest consumer of child porn in the world is the United States of America, which is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. So, which means it's it, it's it's growth. It it's it's crazy. So it 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 literally means this. So all that says to me is that when I go to the store, there's people in that store right now that have child porn on their on their computer. When I go to fucking anywhere, the church, the fucking the bus, I don't really go to bus bus stop, but at the bus stop, fucking at the chicken spot, at anywhere, like anywhere you go, there's gonna be a motherfucker that it's has disgusting. a high probability. It's disgusting. Not only that, though. Um, so they did a study in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. And seventy percent of the buyers were married or in long-term relationships. Interesting. Um, in the United in the United States, eighty percent of buyers were either married or in a steady relationship that was sexually satisfying. Wow. So I didn't even come across so, that data. So you have to, <laughs> this is mind boggling, right? Because you have to think 80% are married. It makes you question who is your friend married to? Who are you married to? Who are, you know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. sickening. That your spouse, your husband could possibly be the one who is promoting this and a buyer. So um, that that makes a lot of sense, too, mm-hmm. in a sense of like the majority of marriages in America end in divorce. So this could be a lot of the reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times people don't like to talk about the air out their dirty laundry, no matter how bad it, bad it is. Mm-hmm. This could be a lot of the reasons that like women are finding out that their man is like doing this wild shit. And then they're not, they're not with it. They have kids and they want to get their kids away. One would hope, right? (laughs) But (laughs) when there's a lot of times, or at least from women, other women I've spoken to, and it's a majority of the women I've spoken to who have been sexually abused Mm -hmm. and parents don't acknowledge it or they choose to assume you're lying or making the story up so who's to know if wives really know and that's why they're leaving you know what i'm saying like people yeah. like to pretend they don't see shit yeah you, yeah. Know? So you see that in so a lot, that a lot in movies to too a whole nother, that brings you to a whole nother level of some like something like i personally know someone who i don't want to put no names out there but who knew of a situation happening Mm-hmm. and did nothing about it. The abuser left the household and they brought the abuser back in. Mm. So knowing what they knew, 
they wanted this person back in their lives. So that makes you question, do these are these women leaving because they're finding us out or do they care? Yeah, this is that that that's wild. I've I you see a lot in movies where like the the mom or the wife, they like they know what's going on, but they just something so they're like, Oh, it's time to go to the store. I guess I gotta go to the store right now. Fridge full of groceries, right. nothing to get, but they'll just like leave because they know what's about to happen. They don't wanna see it. Cause then they'll have to address it and fucking pretty much right. like acknowledge that it's real and they right. just avoid it entirely, which is fucked up, which is crazy. Cause no, my, is. my second thing on here, my second bullet point on my list was the biggest financiers of child sexploitation material and abductions pretty much for those need explanation, pretty much the biggest, the people who pay the money for child sexploitation material and abductions are u.s citizens it's crazy so even though these kids are getting taken from venezuela honduras argentina fucking west africa the people who are paying for these abductions are americans it's sick it's fucking sick the people who are the people who are let i want to give you proper i want to give you what i what I wrote, I wrote down a couple notes too. 50%, almost 50% of trafficking cases begin with a family member. Yep. Yep. And, and what's crazy is a lot of times that, that number includes like family members who don't even know. So like, say, let's go to Sound of Freedom. This father he gets tricked into bringing his kids down to this modeling agency. So technically the father facilitated right. the kid to go to there. And then he goes back to pick the kids up. Whole thing is gone. No sign on the door anymore. Kids are gone. Desk. Everything is advantaged. And like nobody was ever there. So it could be unknowingly that these family members are putting the children in harm's way. You know what I mean? It's, it, it's, it's not only that. A lot of these, a lot of these people are being offered jobs money mm-hmm. help with education so you're thinking that you're gonna put your kid up citizenship you're thinking that you're gonna give your kid a better life you're thinking your kid is gonna be able to go to school and get educated something that you can't do in your country or even more so here like you can't afford private you know care or whatever the case may be private education and these people come about and they give you these false promises and before you know it, your kid is gone. You have no contact and your kid is being drugged up somewhere and used as a sex slave. Yeah, it's it's fucking sick, man. It's so. Next bullet point that I have on here, which, again, I figured it was a high number, but I didn't think that this big of a margin was was what I was going to see. And this Though this doesn't necessarily have anything to directly do with the sex trafficking, this facilitates people mm-hmm. wanting it. So I found out like 30, at least 30% of internet traffic is porn. 30% of, of, of the time that people spend on the internet is looking at porn, creating porn, fucking marketing porn. It's going to be pornography. You know what I mean? And, right. and that, as we know, whether you're religious or scientific or wh- whatever you want, how, whatever you believe in, you know that porn rots the brain and it causes addictions that lead to other things porn is the gateway drug not weed it's the fuck that that's the shit that really fucks you up 
Leave the weed alone. It's not the weed. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but seriously, um, it's 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 wild so, the shit that porn leads to. So to add to that, right? Out of eight hundred and fifty-four prostitutes in nine different countries, forty-nine percent were forced to participate in for pornography, and forty-seven percent were physically and abusively forced to do things men had seen in other pornography. There you go. People, these guys watch porn. They see all the shit. Like let's. And, and, and this leads us back to the situation where you spoke about earlier and it's it like things are starting to like i don't say come full circle but things are starting to like link up and make sense these men are ha mm -hmm. sexually happy in like in sexually satisfying relationships but maybe their woman just won't do something right. they just won't do something you know i mean and it, that they've seen in the porn so now they're like you know what so now i'm gonna find somebody to do to something that's all in this porn and unfortunately so now here's this right so now um Another thing that I learned, right, is that buyers, the buyers mm -hmm. who are sexually satisfied, don't necessarily do it so much for the sex. They do it more so for the power. So they want to beat, slap, and intimidate their victims. They want to force, use deadly weapons and make mm -hmm. somebody bow down to them they like the idea of doing these routine activities and yeah. so it's not about the sexual satisfaction for them it's the power mm -hmm. it, it definitely is because a lot of these people come from environments like white white collar jobs where they talk down to all the time even if they're the boss they're always under the thumb of the, the stockholders they're oh i gotta please these people i gotta please these people i gotta please these people they go mm -hmm. home they're fucking even if they're in a happy relationship they see their wife for what an hour if that and up oh, time to go to sleep i wake up in three hours get back to work you know what i mean to maintain this lifestyle that i have so it they they it's almost they, like a bully right so a bully's going through stuff on a day-to-day -day basis yeah, yeah. or going through stuff at home and they feel low. So yep. what ends up happening is they pick on someone defenseless to make them feel more powerful. And mm -hmm. that kind of goes, you know, together. That's basically what it boils down to. Like Absolutely. you're busy that's, taking that's, heat that's, from everyone. In essence, that's all it is. It's just a person who has no power, who wants to feel like they do have power. So who has less power than a man with no power? A child. You know what I mean? Like, and the only power yep. that this child has is their story that they can tell about this abuse. And those people will spend every dollar they can to make sure these these stories are not told. They keep them in cargo containers, in basements, in fucking in 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 areas that nobody will ever find them. It will just it's it's it becomes a horrible. I don't want to say a horrible life for these kids because it's not even a fucking life. It becomes a horrible existence. Yeah. So the thing is, right? They don't just keep them in cargo containers, like. A lot of times they're right under our noses. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. There was there was hotels that recently came about where they found hidden rooms, you know, like hidden floors and stuff that you could move and hide. I'm not going to mention any hotels because I don't want you know anybody getting into any trouble. You getting into any trouble or get yeah. into any trouble? For, no, no. But no. there was Anything hotels public knowledge that is public knowledge. came out. Yeah, so there, there, were, there were hotels, and it's high-end hotels. 
Absolutely. who are keeping these kids and these spaces where they can, you know, they can hide them at. Um, a lot of this occurs in beauty salons, massage parlors, um, the spas and bus stations is where they picking them up from. You know what I'm saying? Um, truck stops. A mm-hmm. lot of people, you know, because the truck will stop, they're on the road all the time. It's, they, it's, it's, it's a big spot where they interchange. With these, it's, exactly. They, they, they exchange yeah, their cargo. So, and they, they just bring people from right, one truck to another exactly. truck. Exactly. So now another thing was that I learned that um, the truck drivers use their radios using certain codes. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain codes like um, Lolita yeah. and Amber Alert. And that's basically to let people know like, hey, we got, you know, kids for sale. Like... You know, come take your pick. Come take a look. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's disgusting. It's disgusting. They target the strip clubs. They target um restaurants, bars. You know, like residential group homes. I remember I was in a spot when I was younger, and um a lot of the people there, like a lot of the teens there. We're like, you know, oh, I'm going to see this person. I'm going to see mm-hmm. that person. And I remember, you know, my mom used to drill it in my head. Like, you be careful wherever you go. You know, like people will use you and sell your little ass. <laughs> I remember being in high They're school and the girls and, and, and the 15, 16 year old girls like, hey, you know, I'm about to go see this guy. He about to after he gets out of school. Oh, school, school to go to right. college. What are you, 21, 22? No, yeah, it was it was crazy. So it wasn't just, you know, in the place where I was, it wasn't just that they were dating outside of, you know, their age or older men. Like, they were really in the midst of getting pulled into these things. Like, there were a few girls that got pulled into prostitution and couldn't get out, mm-hmm. you know? And the pimp would come by and pick them up from this spot and... They would have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, I remember me and my cousin on Queensboro Plaza. Qu- was it Queensboro Plaza? Queens Plaza. One of them two. Whatever. We were um over there by LaGuardia College. We're yeah. getting on the train. We're coming out of a car. We're coming out of a car with a guy that I know. He drops us off at the train station because 36th Avenue train station wasn't working. Okay. This girl comes and approaches us. My cousin a little on her head. You feel me? So she's talking with the girl. I'm like, bro, I don't like this. This is fishy. And I see one dude on this side, the other girls on that side. And they're like, oh, you girls ever thought about, you know, getting into prostitution? And I was like, what the fuck? Hell no, bitch. I'm telling my cousin. Like, girl, come on. They're trying trying to recruit recruit you? (laughs) And they were trying to recruit us. I'm not even. Thing. And I told the officer, I said, I, I stopped the officer and I was like, listen, you know, we're being followed. You know, my cousin's a little drunk. We're being followed. I'm trying to get home. Like, I just want to make sure I can get there safe. One of the officers actually had the nerve to be like, oh, they just service somebody. Don't pay them any mind. And I was like, wait the fuck a minute. Like, I know who's who I got out of. Like, what are you talking about? He that de- I wish I remember that man's name because he dead ass said, don't pay them any mind. He, they just service somebody. And I was sick to my stomach. I stopped traveling at night because of that. And I yeah. never since that time, I've never been to that train station ever. <laughs> like, ever. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's unfortunate. Station. I don't I don't really know. I can count on I can count. It's easier for me to tell you how many women haven't 
told me that something like that has happened to them, like some kind of sexual thing where they're on a train, somebody pulls their, just pulls their pants out, pulls their dick out, or like they're being accosted by some people just while they're walking because of what they're wearing or in the club, somebody mm-hmm. grabs them. More women tell me stories that it has happened to them than I know of where it hasn't happened. And it's fucking insane. You know what I mean? Oh, my, when it's I was little, disgusting. my uncle did this. I woke up and my uncle was standing over me and I kind of feel like something happened. I mean, more often than not, if you feel like something something happened, <clears throat> probably did happen, unfortunately. You know what I mean? So these are crazy situations. And in again, in my research, I started to find out some things that I felt really, really, really interesting, right? I thought this so... I, I came across the fact that it stated that men are more sexually stimulated by visuals, which explains porn. You know what I mean? Whereas females mm-hmm. are more semantic in their sexual stimulation, hence them wanting to read more or use their imagination, which made sense in like Fifty Shades right. of Grey being the most the top selling novel <laughs> of all fucking time. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, and then even more to that, when what made it crazy to me was I saw that there was a. a <laughs> they did a survey of what women found attractive, right? In their, mm-hmm. I guess, their novels or, or what they found sexy and romantic. So the data showed that vampires, right. werewolves, pirates, surgeons, and billionaires are the top five most attractive male types to women in this regard. Which, when I started thinking I, about I, it... I'm sorry. Listen... <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy. Because I started thinking about it. I'm like, vampires and werewolves? Oh, shit. Twilight. Oh, fuck. Billionaires, mm-hmm. Fifty Shades of Grey. Pirates. Women love Johnny Depp and Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm like, holy shit. This was crazy. Surgeons, women just love doctors. Everybody knows women love doctors. So, like, And surgeons right. are the ones who have the steady hands. They're good with their hands. So it makes sense that a woman will like a surgeon. So i'm like oh this is wild so i'm learning a lot like as i'm going down this rabbit hole of fucking terror i'm learning about all these other things which were pretty fucking interesting you know what i mean um so that really split like that was the female pornographic pattern those five male types in like novels and movies and women weren't watching these that's men funny because i'm actually reading two novels it? and my two favorite novels Happen to be a, a werewolf. <laughs> the other one is a billionaire. See, see, see. It's 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 wild. Like the data don't lie. But the data don't the, lie. The novels are wild. The and novels it, but, are wild. But, but the but again leads it back to women being more semantic. Where now you read it and it leads up to your imagination. Now you have to piece it together mm-hmm. in your brain, like based on the description. Right. So that that is really fucking interesting to me, right? So. Then moving along, I started re- looking into more international things. I saw the U.S. stuff, the U.S. U.S. statistics. Um, get more into the U.S. ones a little in a little bit, but I started looking international, right? So I started mm-hmm. looking like, like within a twenty ten year period because I didn't want to go too far. I mean, back I want to stay within modern days, modern times. Um, mm-hmm. so in two thousand sixteen, the International Labor Organization stated that between well stated that three point three million out of the two, 24.9 million children um, people trafficked that they had on record with children right so 3.3 million out of 24.9 million is crazy that's great and and that's and and that's just what one organization had in in numbers plenty of other organizations did their research down far higher i'm sure they are my numbers are a little higher yeah my numbers are a little higher and um the (laughs) 
it's disgusting. It, it, it's gross. So as many as 10 million, there are as many as 10 million child prostitutes worldwide. Mm-hmm. That's worldwide, right? These numbers, of course, are hard when we talk about prostitution or we talk about trafficking because these are things that are left under the rug. You know what I'm yeah. saying? These are things yeah. that aren't kept track of. Um, in 2012, the International Labor Organization reported a little over 20 million people were forced into labor mm-hmm. and a little over 4 million were forced into sexual exploitation. Um, in 2016, there was an estimated 25 million. Okay. Oh, oh, so, so, so and hold on one second. Yeah. So I, I read, you're right. I read my thing wrong. It, I, I wrote 3.3 million to 24.9 million were children. Yeah. So up yeah. about 25 million. That's wild. That's wild. So, so 25 million were forced into labor and then 5 million were forced into sexual exploitation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a fucked up situation all over the fucking globe. Like 2019, right? Here I have Turkey had the highest abduction rate in the world in 2019, right? Wow. So, yeah, so people look at Turkey as an underdeveloped country, which in a lot of areas it is. You know, um mm-hmm. Istanbul is is a different part of the area. They're they're more modern and have a lot of technology, but Turkey is war torn. Turkey has a lot of like civil conflict. So when people go mm-hmm. missing, it's oh, maybe they died. Maybe they got killed. Maybe they rebelled. Yeah. Maybe they joined the opposition. There's so many mm-hmm. excuses that they can give to not look for these people, especially children. It's swept under the rug. Nobody cares. It's like the forgotten souls. Like nobody gives a shit to even bother to go looking. Yeah, it's fucking, it's absolutely sick. It's absolutely sick, right? So now in West Africa, they have, I didn't really find any numbers for West Africa, but I found what I read from West Africa to be like the saddest thing out of all of them. Because in West Africa, it's said that nearly every single person who is sex trafficked is a child. That is sad as shit. Like, it's there's it's it's not a thirty percent, it's not a forty percent, it's nearly one hundred percent of the sex trafficking victims are children in Western Africa. That shit blew my fucking mind. Like I understand I I knew there was a lot of like child s- slavery, you know, having them like mine the like mine the lithium lithium mines and the copper mines for like all these fucking electric cars and all this fucking technology and shit. But I wasn't aware that. It, the the sex trade was that prevalent for children in Western Africa. So here I got um, ten million child prostitutes worldwide. With the practice, more so in South America and Asia, with girls outnumbering the boys, mm-hmm. despite the increase in the young men, because more and more people are requesting boys. Over girls. And the biggest reason psychologically why more people are requesting girl boys over girls is boys are scared to say that things something happened to them. A girl, yeah, she's scared too, but it's a, a woman a, a man looks at it in a, the sense of like it's more accept, like it's, it's more acceptable. Up. 
yeah, a girl is more acceptable if the girl says something to happen to her than me as a boy. I'm not going to become a man if people know this happens to me. Right. So let me just let me just forget about it. Let me suppress it in the deepest, darkest fucking parts of my brain to where I never think about it again. And though they think they never think about it again, subconsciously, they're dwelling on it. And then I don't want to say nine times out of ten, but a high fucking majority of the time, they become a sexual predator themselves. Yeah. Cycle just repeats fucking uh, over and over. It's bad. So um, we went thinking about that. We were, my husband took us to Dorney Park over the summer. And um, it was like end of summer trips. We did a couple things or whatever. And in Dorney Park, we're having a good time. The kids are having a good time. We're walking through Dorney Park. And I see two young girls, mm-hmm. two Caucasian females. They're together. And they approach and they're like, oh, we're selling these little bracelets. It's like, you know, the little bracelets you make in school with the little beads and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, thank you. I'm like, no, thank you. And then after they walk off, I look at my husband and I'm like, did you just see those two little girls? And he's like, I'm like, I don't see anybody walking with them. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, you know, they probably would have group or whatever. And I'm like. Joe, that shit rings off as sex trafficking, like human trafficking. I don't want to make it seem like everything is human trafficking, but I said that shit just gave me a nasty vibe, right? So we continue about our walk, and here comes two different girls, a Caucasian girl with a Spanish girl. And again, they look at me, but they don't say anything. But I notice in their hands, they're holding the little friendship bracelets the little beaded bracelets around their fingers and at that point I had like chills all over my body and I'm like I want to say something I want to question it but I'm looking around like I'm trying to see if anybody's following them if anybody you know they're walking with a group so then as we continue another two separate girls we stop for a ride and another two girls are walking and I notice again the bracelets they don't approach me but they approach other people i'm watching them as they approach and again yeah. i look at my husband and i'm like joe that shit is ringing off something funny's going on and then in studying for my certification i noticed i'm gonna try not to get emotional because this pisses me off when i think about it i felt like i should have i feel like i should have said something or should have asked questions um and studying they say that, you know, they they tell you ways to identify trafficking. Mm-hmm. One of the ways of identifying trafficking is people or kids selling meanest, meaningless things that nobody would want. So mm-hmm. when you think about what I encountered and you think about the trafficking stuff, yeah, you think about what they were trying to sell. It's like, could I have saved six girls? You know what I'm saying? So it sits in my head and I've never been one to like shy away from opening my mouth or speaking up. So in my head, I'm like, I'm here with my kids. These girls are maybe a little bit older than my 10 year old. Were they in trouble? Like, could I have done something to change something you know what i'm saying like i don't think one of them did give me a vibe like she was a little iffy and scared but the other ones look like 
Like, if, say they, you were to find out they were sec- they look like they would not speak up. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were there to yeah, monitor the other girls that they were with. Yes. Okay. Like, it, one of the, you know, one girl looked a little more advanced than the others. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, got it, you, got the you. group, in the three groups that I encountered, one looked, one out of the two girls always looked like a little, you know, timid, like a little scared. Mm. And it just, those girls' faces, I will not forget their faces because it caught me that bad. Like, it got to me that bad. Like, yeah. so, you know, I I think about them a lot. Like, and I just pray that I'm wrong. I pray that, you know, it was I mean, was hopefully it was just a field trip and, maybe I'm and they were just selling. Things. Yeah. Um, I I'm mean, praying, it's hard not to think that. It didn't give that vibe. And it's just... It's, it's, yeah. a sad it's hard not to like think about situations like that, especially when it's so prevalent everywhere you look. Um, there was a situation like a couple weeks ago where um, I had to go to my woman's job to drop. We had exchange vehicles, right? So I had to drop off my car, picking up her car. Um, her shit's better on better on gas, so I was going to, like on a long distance trip. So I was like, let me get her shit. So I went, I got hers. And as I'm waiting for her to bring the keys outside, some guy comes out the back of the building because her office building is, in, is connected to a residential building. Some guy comes out the building and behind him, a little boy runs out. So the little boy, at first I thought the little boy was with him, but the guy goes, gets in his vehicle, drives away. Little boy is still out, out there. So I'm looking around like, who the fuck? Why is this little boy out here? He had to be maybe three, if that. Right. So oh, wow. he starts where yeah we're over here at in a parking lot and right behind the parking lot is like a a, like a a grassy hill and then behind the hill is a creek and it's running water so like there's a lot of water running recently had a lot of rain and stuff at that time so he starts running up the hill so i'm like oh shit if he goes into that water like ain't nobody ever gonna see this kid again so i ran i grabbed the kid i brought him down um somebody else Happen to come outside, get the kid. My woman actually works for like a child, uh, like the early learning resources or something like that. And there was a lot of like people who work with children in there. So they came out, got the kid. Guy's dad came out. But n- nothing happened sex trafficking with him. But the point, I say that to say this. Had I not been there and had been somebody else there when this kid was by himself, it could have right. been an entire different situation. Snatched. And the kid seemed like he had a like he didn't he he seemed like maybe he may have been a little autistic. You know, he didn't he wasn't responding like a like Aww. like a child usually would at that age. He was like kind of like right. aggressive. He didn't want to listen. Like it and it wasn't like how, you know, the typical three-year-old would not listen. It was a little more. You know what I mean? So I was like, had somebody taken this kid and done something with this kid, how could he even tell anybody? How would he even be able to articulate it to anyone? You know? So that's what really made me that's what really made me like like now I think about that shit all the time. You know what I mean? Ever since I saw this movie, I think about stuff like that all the time when I see a child when they're by themselves or scantily dressed or something like that. It's just it ain't good. It ain't good and it fucks me up in the head. Nah, it definitely it definitely opens your eyes to a lot of stuff. Like just encountering different things and i think more so too as a parent and coming from where we come from we're a bit more alert i think that as a parent right you become more alert to certain things 
things that other people might not see, you start to look around and be like, hold on, this doesn't make sense. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or like, does this make sense? You start to question your surroundings. And especially when there's kids around, doesn't matter. Um, doesn't matter if their minds are not like I'm always visual. I'm always vigilant when there's kids around. I monitor when there's water. I monitor everybody's kid. Yeah. You know, like it's it's just everybody needs to be vigilant. Everybody needs to be mindful of the stuff that goes on. Um, I think that you know these are things that I know from just reading. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, mm -hmm. I like to read. So when I took this class, I was like, wow, like I think every parent, there's certain certifications I feel like every parent should have, right? So you have a kid, kids choke, right? So you want to know how to do CPR. You want to be able to help your kid in the event of them choking. Absolutely. Um, your kid, you know, drowns. You want to be able to jump in that water and get your kid out of there, right? Those are like things that parents should absolutely know how to do. Yep. Um. So for me, it's like the same way you would need first aid or CPR. I think that taking classes like this, you know, most people will blow it off. But I think that taking classes like this is so beneficial. Absolutely. I think that it's um, it's needed, right? Because not only can you help somebody else's child, but you know how to be vigilant for your own kid. You know what to watch. You know what I'm saying? You know how to be careful. Like there's parents. I see parents all the time. Kids are in the park and they'd be like, go ahead, go to the bathroom. I'm standing right here. But do you know who's standing in that bathroom stall? Anything could happen inside the bathroom. Do you know if anybody's in that bathroom? Even though it's a female bathroom, do you know if a male went in there prior to you walking up to that bathroom? You know, these are yeah. all things that as parents we need to be mindful of. You can put your kid in the stall. I see parents walk out and stand outside the bathroom after they walk them in. But who's to say there's not somebody in the other stall that doesn't belong there? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who's to say they won't find another way out of the bathroom? You're thinking it's one way in. You know, these things are things that people need to be mindful of. Yeah, a lot of people think that parenting is, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. It's experience. I got to learn along the way when parenting is just like anything else. You can hone your skills. Just like LeBron James and Steph Curry. And they spend a lot of time in the gym shooting the basket to make sure they got their skills down pat to where... Anytime a situation occurs, oh, somebody's coming from the left, I know how to go right. Somebody's coming from the right, I know how to go left. Parenting is the same way. You can take different classes, right. like you said, on CPR, first aid. You can take, you can, there's so many different things you can do to hone your skills as a parent. Even things where it doesn't, like, take taking classes. You can set designated areas. Oh, if there's a fire, everybody meet up here. You know what I mean? This is what we need to do. That, Not only having fire drills in school, have fire drills at home. Yeah, you know? So. Right. There's plenty of different things you learn along the way as a parent, but there's also things that other people have learned that you can get from them so you don't have to learn along the way. Because I don't want to have to learn right. a worst case scenario about, about a lot of stuff. Like, I would like to know how to save my child from choking before they start choking. You right, know? Exactly. So th that, that to you me makes more sense. Be proactive about it. 
You know what I mean? So same thing with the dangers of society. You want to be able to see the dangers lurking at a playground, at a school, at a fucking ice cream parlor, at a McDonald's, anywhere, jump a, a trampoline house. You want to be able to go in there and scope the surroundings and realize like who belongs and who doesn't. Who doesn't? Who's here and does not have a child? Right. You know what I mean? Who's here right. dressed like they look trying to look the part? You know what I mean? Like who has right. their camera out? Look, look, it looks like they're on social media, but every time a kid moves, that phone moves too. You know what I mean? Like who's right. who's doing these things? Not only you can, that, they you use can teach kids yourself these to things. recruit other kids. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So you got to be careful of who who's with a kid that the kid don't look the, like they belong there. You yep, know what I'm yep. saying? And, like, and, and always pay attention. What is kid doing? One of the key things that you can pay attention to as a parent in those exact situations are, why is this 13-year-old kid talking to my 4-year-old daughter? That's fucking weird. Right. You know I mean, why are they talking a to a kid huge, their own age? Huge red flag. Yeah. You know a what I mean? huge red flag. Huge red flag. So things like that, always staying aware of you know your kid's like oh i gotta use the bathroom and another kid's like oh i'll take them no the fuck you won't you won't be taking my kid to the bathroom i, I got this don't worry about it you know what i mean so no right. like there's, there's always signs and there's always you know i mean don't get me wrong some motherfuckers have been doing this shit for so long they look at the celebrities right who you use it you utilize their power and you'll never think of it like you had Jeffrey Epstein situations. He had a whole fucking island of stuff like this going on. You had R. Kelly situation where he was dealing with Aaliyah in our faces. Same time he's making songs with like, like, um, uh, she's making songs like Age Ain't Nothing But a Number. He's making songs mm-hmm. like Bumpy Grind. Like, like it's 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 wild. You know what I'm saying? Things are sometimes but it was clearly in your face because they have money. People utilize their power and their influence to get to skate by on a lot of things. Like it, even today. Fucking so. In my studies, I came across a lot of different celebrities and famous people and politicians who either had scandals or got caught or after they died, shit came to light. Right. So mm-hmm. back in the day, Charles Manson and his people killed um, actress Sharon Tate. Right. Okay. Sharon Tate was married to Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski was uh, was accused of let me see exactly what her age was was oh I don't I don't have the age but was charged with raping a minor right and while he was going to court he was never convicted because he fled to France and still lives in France to this oh, wow. day never was extradited nothing like that never sent back here for prosecution nothing during the trials man's went to France and lives there to this day so this. When you have, when you know certain people, when you have certain power, certain influence, you can just do whatever the fuck you want to do is what they're making it look like. You know what I mean? And it's, it's yep. what makes it, and that's how it feels like to these victims. So that's why a lot of victims don't fucking say anything because they're like, okay, if I say something, what happens? I get put right back right. in the situation and it becomes even worse. Now that you say that, so I was in the studying and um, the United Nations suggests that women and children mm-hmm. are not only at risk for trafficking, but also re-victimization. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it brings back, you know, it's to add to that point where it's like, you know, victims are like, what the hell's the point? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and they gave a list of most wanted victims, right? Mm-hmm. So, or more, most looked at. So, 
in that list, they, of course, had refugees, migrants, lesbians, gay, bisexual, transgender, religious minorities, people with disabilities, and people with lack of citizenship. Mm -hmm. That's damn near everybody. <laughs> That's damn near everybody. So nobody is, ex is exempt from falling into this nonsense. You know what I'm saying? This Absolutely. disgusting circle. Um, another thing was that, um, you know, of course, like I said before earlier, you know, it's not the statistics aren't ne necessarily accurate. Right. Because, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers are skewed, but the facts are situation. that there are so, numbers. The numbers are much bigger. I can imagine. Absolutely. Right? I can assure. But in. In 2005. Pro, um, profits from human trafficking was nine billion dollars. Catching up to speed, it's a ninety as estimated ninety nine billion dollar industry. Ninety nine billion from two thousand five. So you know. That's when you think about that as a parent, as an aunt, as an uncle, as a human being, like this shit is scary. It's scary. It's disgusting. It's like you don't know who who it is. Like we, we, we spoke about it earlier. Like and that and it, that's the thing. It, it, it people a lot of people think that, you know, like, oh, I understand what the numbers say, but I it, it would never happen here. It would never happen here. Well, the fact is, it does happen there. It has happened there. It will happen there. It will continue to happen there. Sex trafficking has been reported in all 50 states. Every single state of this country has reported fucking so, sex trafficking. Every single one. Where I live, there's a hotel, motel, whatever it is. Um, and there's been reports that they want this hotel or motel torn down. And you can look at it and see that it's raunchy as fuck. Like, it's gross as shit. And, you know, my husband was passing it. And he's like, that shit reeks of danger. Like, it reeks of kids are in there getting raped. They're selling drugs out of there. There's prostitution there. Like, it just reeks of negativity. Like, yeah. and it's sad because the community has complained multiple times about this place and it's still up and running and they know that there's you know truckers stop there and all this other stuff why else would they be stopping there like let's be serious you know what i'm the, saying like yeah, you the, know the, a shady spot when you see one the problem with those is that once they shut them down like we have them over here too once they shut them down you get they, they're, they're closed for about two weeks now they're opened up again with a different name Different ownership, different With management. Different name. Yep. You know what I mean? So it, it it it's just a revolving door. And then after a while, the police, the town, the city council, they all get tired of putting tax dollars into shutting the shit down, getting the police to go over there, getting them to shut it down again, get, get them to shut it down again. Where at, after a while they just turned a blind eye. And now that part of the area just becomes an undesirable area. They forget about it. There's no renovations, the streets go to shit, mm -hmm. kids, kids go missing. Everything, drug addicts are everywhere. It just becomes a fucking never-ending cycle of bullshit. And it's sad to see because we're supposed to live in this highly developed country 
You know what I mean? We're supposed to be the, the the leaders of the free world here, and all we are is the leaders of child exploitation. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's disgusting. It's um, it's really sad when you like look at the places they tell you these things most occur at, and you're like, now I gotta sit at the beauty salon and wonder like what's going on with this one. You know, like is little fucking Mei Ling here because she wants to be here or is she here you know working how many hours and she's praying she can get a meal at the end of the night like yep yep you know it's 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 scary it's scary it's gross it's disgusting the abuse that people some people have to go through before they're even double digits is unfathomable right so you can have you can have these children being exploited by people they're supposed to look up to. Like, we could be watching television shows any day of the week. On this TV show, there's a person who secretly is doing something to children. Or even if they're not doing something to children, they're still consuming the material of child porn, which in... Or they know in, someone in essence, who is doing it. Yeah. So in essence, all of that is the same as doing something to the kid. Because if you're consuming the material, that means that these people need to make more of it, right? So to make more of it, they have to keep hurting these kids. You know what I mean, if you know of people that are doing it and you're not saying anything, you're allowing them to hurt more you're kids. You're just as so guilty. You might as well, exactly. You might as well be doing it's it It's like yourself. guilty by guilty association. By association. <laughs> exactly. So, so when you have that, right, then you have like, so there was a, uh, I think his name was like Jerry Harris or something. Let me see. Uh, yeah, Jerry Harris. He was on a, a show on Netflix called Cheer, right? I guess it was a cheerleading show or some shit. Um, mm-hmm. He got sentenced to like 12 years or some shit like that because he had, he was producing child porn. Holy I mean, shit. So then you got the dude, the CNN executive, who went to jail recently for, for you, you heard about that guy? So, no, but I will tell yeah, so, you, I think I did actually, the CNN executive, but yeah. just recently, right before school started, um, or I think, yeah, it was a few days, the night before school started, actually, I received a text message from one of the softball moms, and she sent me a link, and I'm like, I opened the link, and I'm like, what the fuck and she's like your kid doesn't go to this school right and i'm like no my son doesn't go there and i'm like wait a minute why does this school sound so familiar and i'm like hold on my son used to play ball there Mm. one of the teachers were arrested for child pornography he had of course hundreds and thousands of freaking child pornography in his computer like fucking disgusting these are teachers teachers our coaches like our kids coaches our kids dance teachers our our freaking governors and mayors and so you know so the school lic the school that we that 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 the school that i was in did you you went to lic did you I went to LIC for a You went to LIC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you went to LIC for a little for a little time. Your sister went there. I went there. We we all went there. And after we grew up and graduated, one of those teachers got arrested for having sex with the female yeah. students. I so remember that. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name any names because I mean if you guys want to look it up, you can look it up. Um, but that teacher, public record, got arrested for giving um Minors are uh, weed, having sex with them, in exchange for grades, all types mm-hmm. of shit. So it's, mm-hmm. it's it's sick. It's sick because you you expect these people to be able to nurture you, not groom you. You know what I mean? It's 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 a fucked up situation. And that's the and bad part. 
That's the fucking worst part. That's the part. bad part, that they are grooming. You know, you leave your kid at a dance school. You leave your kid at yep. ballet practice or gymnastics or you send your kid over to a coach's house, you know, because they're all going to hang out If you leave your kid to watch television, it's, so many of these cartoons are sexually explicit. And so, oh, okay, so here's something. The other day, right? So I was, mm-hmm. um, this is something I, 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 I watched myself and I wanted to bring this up. So the other day I was watching, um, well, I wasn't watching anything. I was being a loser on social media and I was um, scrolling through TikTok, right? And now Senator John Kennedy, right? He's, he was reading ex- excerpts from two books that the state of Chicago is trying to get put in libraries and schools. Now the Secretary oh. of State, the Secretary of State, Alexi Gian- Giannalias, or whatever the fuck this dude's name, Alexi, this motherfucker, he was advocating for these books right so i didn't write down what the, the the senator read but when he read it it was some of the most sexually explicit shit i've ever heard well i heard that it was supposed and to I be in... what it was oh okay and, so you saw the um, shit i even questioned my daughter about her school library because that shit scared me and yeah, they're yeah, talking yeah. about how the penis gets wet and in, injects um how he told him bends over and he's yeah, so, inside him. Yep. So and then what the one the one book was called Gender Queer and the other one was uh-huh. called All Boys Aren't Blue. Right? Right. So you look at the, and you're like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I can't let them watch cartoons. I can't let them go to school. I can't it's one thing to want to believe games. in what you you can't let them play but video games. Like Roblox, Roblox, yeah, every 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 single thing has sexual undertones, and it's gotten to the point where you can't enjoy your child can't be a child anymore and enjoy childhood because everything has to be monitored. Before you could let a kid be a kid and trust that the only way they're going to come across something is if they were looking for it. Now they don't have to be looking for anything. It is going to be in their face. It's going to be promoted to them. It's going to be pushed to them. It's Literally, they're going to get notifications on their phone. Like, oh, what's that? Click on it. Roblox app opens up. Here's the new game. Many Roblox. Times Crazy My shit. daughter has been watching something else or watching a YouTube video or whatever. And she'll be like, mom, look what just popped up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I could erase her eyes. <laughs> like, so she see what just. Yeah. And yes, the, the sex is all over the place. The the grooming is everywhere. It's it everywhere. Everywhere. And to me, the saddest part about it being everywhere is, okay, sex sells, whatever. It's terrible to market the shit to fucking kids, but they're doing it. But it's, there's not even a counterbalance. Like, so going back to the movie, uh, The Sound of Freedom, right? So the movie released this year. It's 2023. The movie was completed in 2018, right? It was made by 21st Century Fox. So when Disney mm-hmm. bought 21st Century Fox in that whole merger deal, they shelved the movie. They didn't put it out. You would think that Disney, you know what I mean, they're for they're for kids. Why wouldn't right. they put out a movie that's going to highlight like, yo, this is happening in the world. Like, we need awareness about this. You know what I mean? Um, They shelved it. Then after a couple years, Disney sold it. Yeah, but Disney's it. a bunch of shelfy mother. Disney's a bunch of. So, 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 so the foulest thing about night. it to me. Absolutely. The foulest part about it to me, though, was worse than them shelving it. They ended up selling it to Angel Studios which is a little tiny independent company that's owned by a couple brothers and it's a Christian film studio. So they didn't really have the money to get it put out into like theaters or anything like that. 
So Disney knew mm-hmm. we sell it to them. There's nothing they can do with it. You know what I'm saying? Cool. They'll have it. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Like maybe they'll put it on DVD and 17 people will see it. Okay, cool. What they right. didn't expect was that Angel Studios did a crowdfunding campaign where they raised so much money to put the movie into theaters that they were able to give away free tickets. So people were just donating money and paying for other people to go see it. So that's how I saw it. I got two free tickets, one for me and one for my woman. And then after I saw it, I ended up just going on the app, paying, pressing the button and just buying a ticket for somebody else. And whoever else wanted to see it, they got a free ticket because I bought it. So they, right. and, then, and then it became the top movie of the year this year. So Disney had no wow. idea that was going to happen when they fucking tried to get rid of this movie. And now all of this is coming to light. There's so many things about sex trafficking in the media now, finally. But it's just, it's still not enough. It's still not enough awareness about what the fuck is going on inside your home that you don't even fucking know. And the problem is, too, you know, it's so much easier. And I'm guilty of it as well because, you know, as parents, we get so busy throughout the day that it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, stay with your cell phone or stay with your iPad or, you know, go to your room and game. Go ahead and... It's easy because you have so much stuff to get done, right? My husband works long hours um, and so that I can, you know, live the life that I live. So, you know, he works long hours and, you know, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm trying to run my business. I'm trying to start up another business. I have my daughter to take care of, you know, the little one, you know, mm-hmm. Mackenzie. And... um. You know, we get services for her and stuff like that. So it's always something. Emma has softball, you know, hobbies into basketball. And there's just always something going on. So it's so much easier that it's like, okay, well, here, here, take the iPad. You know, let me finish what I have to do because I'm all over the place, you know? Yeah. And you don't realize that you're basically putting it in their faces. You know what I'm saying? Like they have access to this stuff and it's So so easy. So the unfortunate part about that is we're supposed to be able, when we look at, when we buy our kid a game, right? Or we let them watch a TV show Mm -hmm. and it comes on and it says TV PG or Y7 or something. We're supposed to be like, okay, cool. This is your age group. You can watch this. Right. I'm good to watch the fucking dishes, but you can't. Right. So that's that's the problem. That's that that's that's where we are. That's where our problem okay. is because we there's, there's no trust factor so, anymore, and we, we can't even like rely on these things. There's not. Nope. And PG thirteen is no longer PG thirteen. The rating okay. systems constantly PG-13 keep changing. No yeah. No. Um. Emma was watching some shows, and one day I decided, oh, let me watch the show with her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, my God, cover your ears, cover your eyes. Like, and she's throwing the blanket over her head. And I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, it's a series. I've been watching it. I'm like, you've been watching it? Like, you know, and there's the, I have nothing personal against anybody, right? You live the life you want to live. You do whatever you want to do. It's not hurting me personally in my household. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a lot of lesbian activity a lot of Uh gay activity Mm -hmm. and i'm just like oh my god so now i'm forced to have a conversation with my 10 year old daughter about these encounters and it's fucking uncomfortable it's uncomfortable but yeah 
the all of these things that we're speaking on, when these things get into a child's mind, kids become curious. Mm-hmm. They become curious. And I feel like if you don't monitor, your kid can easily, it can also make them withdraw, right? Because yeah, we're absolutely. so busy, they tend to, you withdraw your child. In that withdrawal, your child is now a target for sex trafficking, human trafficking, and a bunch of other things. Because that's who they look for. They look for the kids that the parents are too busy. They look for those kids who are withdrawn and don't want to talk to anybody or look depressed and anxious. They look Mm -hmm. for them because they are easy targets. They are easy to manipulate. And you pretend to give them all this attention. And the kid is craving that. You know what I'm saying? You don't mean to be neglectful as a parent. But the truth is that that's what you're doing. You're being neglectful. It's hard to keep up with everything. Absolutely. So your kid is now getting attention from these strangers. Boom. All of a sudden, your kid's missing. You can't find yep. your kid. Nobody gives a shit. Why? Because your kid is either Spanish or black. Nobody yep. gives a shit about our kids, right? She, your kid has to have blonde hair and blue eyes for anybody to give a damn and actually search. So there's so many factors that go into this trafficking stuff. Everything we've oh, spoken yeah. about. All comes back to trafficking. Oh, hell yeah. It all comes back to and the putting that into their minds and implanting that in their heads. And everybody needs to pay attention not only to your own kids, but pay attention to your kids' friends. Because sometimes there's things going on in your kids' friends' lives that they need help too. And there's no one there to help them. You know what I mean? And the unfortunate reality is a lot of times when there's something going on in those kids' lives and they don't want it to happen to them no more, they'll bring their friends over so it can happen to their friends and it can stop happening to them. I was just going to say that. Exactly. A lot of people use kids to bring other kids in. Oh, well, I'll stop dealing with you if you bring me such and such. Yeah. Yeah. So And the the kid's not even trying to be malicious. He's not even trying to hurt his friend. He just wants to stop it happening to him. Yeah, he's just trying to save himself. And, you know, my mom was always big on that. Like, we used to be mad at my mom. Like, oh, why can't I spend the night in this person's house? Why can't I spend the night in that person's house? You know my mom. My mom was super yeah, strict. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. probably the only boy allowed in the house. That was because I was getting you tutored. Know, but, <laughs> but, no, like, you know, it was it was very, very scary even then but everything she installed in me i practice with my kids because Mm. i don't let my kids go spend the night in anybody's house that's hard for me you know my mother-in-law took the kids out to um kalahari i had a whole heart attack when i found out you know the kids were talking to me and they're like oh yeah grandma isabel's over there and we're over here and i'm like what do you mean she's too far away and you know for me she didn't mean no harm. They used to do that to us yeah, when we were yeah, kids all the absolutely. time. You know what I'm saying? Go play. We're right here. If you need us, come to us or whatever. In my head, I'm like, oh, my God, my kids can get pulled by anybody and nobody's yeah. going to know shit. I flipped. I flipped the hell out. I made my husband. My husband had to go to work that night. I made him drive from New York to PA to go get my damn kids. I was like vacation over. And, you know, this is why I don't let them because in that instance... They're thinking they're the same type of kids that we were when we grew up. Yeah. Kids now ain't built like us. <laughs> you know, we were built different. No. 
kids like us, you know, had they approached us when we were kids, we'll be like, man, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, kids now, we, well, I gentle parents. So my kids ain't built for that. You know, <laughs> I'm a gentle parent, believe it or not. Um, But no, you know, they're just not built for that. So anybody can start a conversation and pull them away, you know, and you speak to your kids about this all the time, but let's be serious. How many YouTube videos are out there of parents who told their kids don't go with a stranger and, you know, yeah. they do a study and it's like, oh, can I borrow your kid? Like, can I see if he's going to come with me or whatever? And the kid goes to a random house and the parent jumps out like, what the hell are you doing? You know, I told you never to do this. And the kid is like, I'm sorry, you know, and it's like, uh, be sorry now, mom is here, but what if yeah, my ass man. wasn't standing in this house? It's crazy because you think that every other house has a ring camera or like something on the doorbell, like a doorbell cam, something that's recording right. at all fucking times. But yet there's so many kids that's still, well, like you said earlier, so many kids, black and brown, that are still missing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it and then when they do get found, it's far too fucking late. You know what I mean, what they mm -hmm. say, if you don't find them within the first 48 hours, you nine times out of 10, you ain't going to find them at all. And if you do, they're dead. Right. So yeah. it's it's entirely an overlooked fucking situation that too many people who come from low income and poor households, migrants, uh, gays, lesbians, just people who feel underprivileged, who are underprivileged, just anybody who has any kind of like hang up. They're targeted, you know what I mean, and and and, it, and it's fucked up, you know what I mean. Um, it's really fucked up. Um, yeah, this is this is this is a situation that uh, I think we might have to do another like a part two, and like touch base, touch back on this again. <laughs> yeah, I think so because I mean, there's so much out there. There's so little yet so much out there to discuss on this topic. This is such a serious. Situation, yeah, I want to find. Topic. I want to find some resources. I want to bring you on for a part two to this. I want to find some resources that we maybe can help people with. Um, who oh, are listening? I, actually, I and thought such. I wrote it down. I thought I wrote it down, but I did screenshot some. I did take pictures of some of the resources. So yeah, okay. part two is definitely need. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely, definitely. Um, and I'll make sure I write down that information and how to, you know, help out, signs to look out for and stuff like that. Um, but again, I mean, I even know some people who actually work with sex traffic victims. Um, she's an awesome woman. Um, her name is okay. Erica. She's she's great. I think she would be a great asset to this conversation. I don't know if Absolutely. she's Absolutely, we can get her on. That'd be great. I mean, if we can, if we can make that happen, that'd be great. Um, bring yeah, her I'll on. We can I have a three-way conversation. Tomorrow. Okay. I'll see if I hit her up tomorrow and have a conversation with her. But um, she actually does studies on this, and she actually works with survivors and victims. Um, okay. So you know, it's it's there, there's a lot of ugly in this world. There's a lot of ugly in this world yeah. and parents just need to be mindful of everything, unfortunately, you know, and having the Internet at our kids hands just makes our jobs that much harder. It um, does. It does. It does. Absolutely. And, you know, parents need to come together. I know, you know, there's a lot of broken homes and things like that. Um, But uncles, cousins, brothers, you know, grandfathers, like it's so important to have 
a support system in the home. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of these people target single families as well. Single Absolutely. mothers. If men just start. Yeah, single mothers are out here working and busting their ass to try to support their kids. And, you know, having absent fathers doesn't make it any easier. Um, And I think Absolutely that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, even if a father is absent, you know, we can't stop a man from walking out. But, you know, we have brothers, we have cousins, we have uncles. I think, you know, we have friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's been plenty of times where my kids have been in a situation and you popped out for me. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't yeah. call on my dad, but I called on you and another friend of mine, Gary. And, you know, Gary came out and drove me to one location. You picked me up from that location. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it takes a fucking Yeah, you got to have a strong dude. support system. You got to have a strong support system. And you really got to have, like, in situations like this, you really got to have, like, good males in the corner. Um, Also, like, if there's a dad in the, in, in the picture or not. Like, a lot of people think that, oh, just because this person has a dad they're good not sometimes no 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 not at you, all sometimes you need yeah sometimes you need a different aspect you know this dad might not really be into sports so help come hey big brother program they got the sports guys over here help the kid learn football right so there's so many different things that we can do um you know and even uh, nowadays, being, you gotta be careful with that but yeah yeah i mean i mean but like best case now we, we're not gonna we're not trying not to shelter the kids trying not to like keep them as right. hermits and turtles and shit like right. that so you know with the with the, with the proper supervision and the proper research mm-hmm. and vetting, you know, what I mean, get your kids involved in things. Um, yeah. But with that being said, like, let's if you can try to find, um, you know, the listeners out there, if you guys can try to find any local resources you have to try to help these kids, if there's any um, shelters where you can donate anything to these kids because they don't really most of the time they don't have anybody. Um, they don't have clothes, they don't have food, they don't have anything really that that local shelter or program provides them and usually that's really not fucking much um it's really not um these kids are you know when they put into trafficking women children um when they're put into trafficking they're left with really nothing they take if they have any identification that's taken from them um as a method to keep them close um their clothes and stuff are taken away from them they get the bare minimum they barely eat you know what i'm saying just to yeah. keep them forced to do what they have to do. You know what I'm absolutely. saying? And keep, keep them dependent. If you want to eat, you got to come back home to here to eat and right. absolutely it, it, wear your protection. Really and yeah. Up. yeah, it's a really screwed yeah, up a, situation. But like you said, that's for another day, another time, part two. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I appreciate you for coming on the show. Um, like we said, we're going to do this part two. For everybody who listens, who's listening, whether it's on Spotify or Amazon Podcasts or Apple Podcasts or fucking YouTube or wherever you're listening on, hit the button that's that's underneath the shit. It's a su- subscribe, follow, like, whatever the fuck that shit is. Boom, 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 boom. Hit that shit. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Hit that bang so you get notified when part two comes out. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys' time. Appreciate you for coming through again. Um, and yeah, till next time, y'all. Have a good one. Everybody, stay safe. Take care of your kids and just. Be vigilant, man. Be vigilant. Be there for each other. Yeah, be vigilant. Be there for each other. Keep an eye on these kids, man. Absolutely, man. Later, y'all.